0: What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Two Minute Drill presented by Deep Dive Sports. This week, I'm your host, Dom, and I'm joined by John and Brian. So the uh, championship weeks just wrapped up in the NFL, um, a continuation of what has been an absolutely amazing playoffs. Um, This week, we had two, again, absolutely amazing championship games. What are some takeaways that you guys had from the games this week?
1: Uh, Brian, we'll start with you. Uh, I'm noticing maybe just just a little difference in officiating because I know a couple episodes ago we went into the whole officiating thing and I noticed they were throwing a lot less flags. They were picking up flags that had been thrown and they were calling some stuff that maybe should have been called. I just noticed that, uh, you know, the refs were a little different this weekend. Interesting. Interesting. John, what about you?
2: Well, uh, I, the Bengals are for real. I, I, I'm like beside myself because I really thought they'd win eight or seven games. And be dead last in the division. The fact that they're going to the Super Bowl, uh, it's just, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm just very, very surprised. I think they're, as far as uh, teams that you never expect them to do well this year, you got to put them at number one. Just a, a, a tremendous comeback.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I think going into this season, nobody had them finishing hell above eight games, let alone winning the division and getting to the Super Bowl.
1: But, I was saying, <laughs> anybody put money at the beginning of the season on them to win the Super Bowl, they are probably really about to make some money. Oh, Anyone that put any money on them to win the Super Bowl before
0: the season, I need to get hold of them and get some like lottery <laughs> predictions or something, because they must be a fortune teller. <laughs> yeah. But one thing that I took away from this week is, I don't know, sometimes it seems that it doesn't matter how talented you are. Sometimes if you're a hungrier team and you're more determined that that kind of outweighs talent a little bit. I don't think anyone would argue that the Chiefs are a more talented team than the Bengals. But when push came to shove and plays needed to be made at the end of the game, the Bengals looked like they wanted it more at the end of the game than the Chiefs did, and oh, it goes to show that you not necessarily have to be the most talented team to win a championship or at least get to the Super Bowl. All right, so moving on to second down, what team do you guys think has the brighter future, the Bengals, Chiefs, or the Bills? Both team or all three teams are kind of built to win now and looks like over the course of the next half decade, decade, who do, you, who do you guys think is going to have the brighter future? John, we'll start with you.
2: Um, I'm gonna go with the Bengals. Uh, here's why. Uh, I think they're they're a younger team. Um, I, I think right now they uh, they have some really good young players and they're on under contract for a little while. Uh, so they can keep hopefully keep their team together for this is the foreseeable future. I did not go with the Chiefs. I mean, I know they have a really good quarterback in Patrick Mahomes, but they gave Patrick Mahomes so much money that it's mm-hmm. going to be really, really hard to keep that team together long-term, I think. And and as far as the Bills, until they can, like, get past – I mean, I know they got past New England this, this season, but I still think they're second to New England. Um, but – I I can go with the Bengals. I mean, not are a young team, but because there are a lot of their team, a lot of their teams, a lot of their players are still under, like, the rookie contract. You know, mm-hmm. I think they have a better chance of keeping their, their players together, whereas also the Chiefs, because you gave all that money to Patrick Mahomes, I think they're going to have a harder time keeping their team together, and that's going to, I I would say, would – affect them in a bad way like it does with everybody i mean the nfl has a salary cap so it's really really difficult to keep your team together
1: yeah i'd agree with that brian what do you what do you think we're going to go a different uh route I, like i was really tempted to say the Bengals, but i'm actually going to say the chiefs i mean they got andy Reid, who's you know a great coach very experienced but part <laughs> of the reason why i'm saying them is i mean patrick mahomes is a great quarterback and i think everybody can agree quarterbacks arguably the most important position on a football team that's why they make the big bucks and uh, they signed them to a 12-year deal so you know every year the uh price of quarterbacks gets higher and higher and higher the cap uh cap gets higher and higher usually but you know as that contract goes on it's going to get a little more team friendly and uh, they got kelsey signed until 2024 so i mean for the first for the next couple of years, I could see them struggling with you know cap space, but I think long term they're set up well for uh, success.
2: Well, can I add something real quick? Yeah, because yeah, so. I completely forgot to mention this. The Bengals organization is really known for underpaying their players. So I that's another reason why I think the Bengals are not only built for now, but built for the future, is because. They don't play the, They don't pay their players, you know, the big bucks compared to the other teams, and I just think I. So I, that's my other. I wanted to make.
0: That's fair. Yeah, I I will agree that I, I think the Bengals have the brightest future going forward. They have the youngest team out of out of the Bills and the Chiefs. I, obviously, I think Josh Allen's a little bit of a better quarterback than Joe Burrow, but Joe Burrow is <laughs> is the real deal. I like the weapons that the Bengals have on offense and they're all under 25 yeah. Um, other than I mean, you look at the bills other than Stefan Diggs you had the emergence of Gabe Davis in the, in the playoffs this year but other than those two guys they really don't have that much of a running game their defense is solid and I know Josh Allen is is the real deal but I think the Bengals just have more talent they have more weapons on offense and they're going to have them for the foreseeable future so I i it sucks to say as a Browns fan, but I think the, the Bengals have the brightest future out of all three of those teams.
1: Just out of curiosity, uh, do you think uh, Josh Allen's a slightly better quarterback just because of his like mobility?
0: I think his arm strength is is obviously better. Yeah, yeah. Um, mobility. I mean, you look at Joe Burrow; he can escape, he can escape the pocket, he can avoid sacks, but his his mobility isn't a game changer like it's Josh Allen. Is he you will know, fly over. Right. He, can, he not only can Josh Allen run fast, but he can run you over, too. And he showed that this year multiple yeah. times in the in the playoffs and the regular. season. Joe Burrow, he can move. He can run for a first down if needed, but it's not really built into the game plan like it is for um, Josh Allen. Moving on to the second topic, is second down. Now that Tom Brady has officially retired after um, some reports this weekend that he was going to, he officially today retired. Where do you guys see Tampa Bay going with quarterback now? Do you think they'll draft someone and and try to just kind of reboot this whole thing? Or do you think they'll try to stay competitive and bring in a veteran? Brian, we'll start with you.
1: That's a real tough one. I mean, I don't think they're going to draft somebody this year. They just got Trask last year for, you know, second round. I kind of feel like, I mean, they had him sit behind Brady. So I feel like they might give him a shot, see what he can do. I could also see them getting, like, uh, Garoppolo, bringing him over. Okay. John, what do you think?
2: I was kind of on the fence with this one. Um, I don't think they'll draft a quarterback. Um, I could see Pittsburgh drafting quarterbacks because they think they're a better organization. They can, um you know, groom them and whatnot. I don't see um, – Tampa Bay drafting quarterback, maybe drafting quarterback later around to give their starting quarterback, whoever that might be, to a little competition for the starting job. I could see them mm-hmm. doing that. Uh, but I think they're either going to go Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson. I, I think they might do what they did to Brady when they signed Brady, sign a guy that's obviously a veteran who's, you know, one of the greatest of all time. I think they're going to do another Brady, you know, sign a guy who's a veteran like Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, who's a proven winner and I hate I don't don't hate this but I would not be surprised at all if Tom Brady comes back next year and comes out of retirement that would not shock me in one bit
0: you know I was thinking that earlier today I, I could see him sitting out this season then missing it so much that he tries to come back but we'll see I think I I think they'll they'll let Trask sit another year they'll see how he does in training camp and all that I, I think this is a team that's still built to be competitive. If they can re-sign Godwin, they still have um, Mike Evans. They still have a stacked defense when healthy. Um, they're obviously going to have to replace Brung because I'm sure he's going to retire too because he's yeah. not going to play with another quarterback besides Brady. That, that, they, that team is still built to win now. So I, I could see them going for a veteran quarterback. I, the, the asking price for Russell Wilson might be too high. Um, I don't know what their cap situation is like, so I don't know if they'll be able to afford um, bringing in someone like Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson, but I, I could see them going after someone like Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, they. I think this team is good enough where you don't necessarily need elite level quarterback play. Obviously that's going to benefit any team, but I, I think they can still be a very competitive, very solid team with, above average to very good quarterback play. And I, I think they can get that from Garoppolo. And I think they can get that from Derek Carr. Um, I think those options are a little bit more realistic for them going forward. But moving on to another team that has a little bit of an iffy quarterback situa- situation right now. We, we alluded to Garoppolo a little bit. Um, what are your guys' take on the 49ers QB situation? Now they, they drafted um, Trey Lance in this past season's draft. They still had Garoppolo, who started all season except for a couple of games where he was injured. Garoppolo still played well, and he took him to the NFC Championship game. Do you think that maybe drafting Trey Lance was a bit of a mistake, and that they can, you know, win with Garoppolo going forward, or is Garoppolo the kind of quarterback that can keep you competitive, can get you into a deep playoff run, but can't
1: necessarily win you a Super Bowl? But Brian, we'll start with you. I think. Their main concern with Garoppolo is more of him staying healthy. He's had a long history of getting injured, missing large amounts of seasons. I kind of feel like, I mean, he's played well enough that I could see them maybe signing him again and having Trey Lance be his backup as, you know, a just-in-case situation in case, you know, he does get injured. I mean, Trey Lance, he didn't see much play this year, but he did pass through 600 yards five touchdowns two interceptions he did get a pass rating of 97 but you know you don't know how he's going to play because you haven't seen that much of him. so i kind of want to say they're going to maybe sign a short-term contract with garoppolo and keep him. interesting interesting john what do you think
2: if i were them and this is what i think they're going to do keep garoppolo Hopefully he's healthy. I think they need to groom Trey Lance because Trey Lance is obviously the future, uh, especially if Garoppolo can't stay healthy. So I, I I would try I would try my best to keep both. And I would really groom Trey Lance. And let's say Garoppolo gets hurt or is out for the year. You know, they have a, a reliable backup that could be also a reliable starter. This is a little bit of a different situation, but I kind of look at it as like the Brett Favre and uh Aaron Rodgers. Situation: Aaron Rodgers was groomed by Brett Favre. And when Mm -hmm. Brett Favre was, uh, you know, we're ready to leave, Aaron Rodgers was able to step in and be effective. Um, But yeah, I I don't, it's not the exact exact kind of situation because, you know, Brett Favre was like 40 at the time or late thirties, early, like 39, 40. So it's not, I mean, I'm not saying Garoppolo is that old, but like a lot of um, organizations, I think they should groom Trey Lance, sit the guy on the bench, have him learn as much as he can. And when he's ready, I think he'll be ready. I mean, when he's ready to start, he'll be ready to start.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of on the fence about it because, you know, you you don't draft a guy number three for him to sit for a long time. I think this year they were using, they were using this year for Trey Lance to sit behind Garoppolo, learn the league, um, kind of take everything in, um, I really think that next year they're gonna they're gonna roll him out there as the starter see what they got um, he's what, 23 24 so he's still really young he's still gonna you know have those rookie mistakes well, rookie mistakes will be his second year but it'll be his first year really starting. I think going forward he's the guy. Um, I, I think at this point Garoppolo has kind of accepted that and um, listening to his press conference earlier today, um, and uh, what I, everything else that i've read, he's kind of accepted his fate that he's going to get traded um, kind of sucks for him because i i think that this 49ers team is really good and he's gonna gonna be leaving a, a really good situation. but i i don't think he's a, a horrible quarterback. he can get the job done. Um, you know he makes some untimely interceptions but you know he's not an elite quarterback, but there's definitely worse options. so i, I think he's gonna be a starter somewhere. I can see him going to a number of teams, you know, the Saints, the um, Buccaneers, hell, even the Browns. You know, I think all options are kind of on the table for them. But, yeah, I I think Trey Lance is the guy going forward, going into next year. All right, so the last topic, second down, the Pro Bowl. It's a pretty controversial topic in the NFL, surprisingly. No one really seems to be that interested in it anymore. (laughs) The players don't seem to be interested in it. The fans don't seem to be interested in it. Should the NFL get rid of the Pro Bowl, and if they do, what should they replace it with, or should they just continue with it and try to make the best out of it? What do you guys think? We'll uh, we'll start with John. I
2: like the Pro Bowl, so <laughs> I, I think they should just leave it alone. I think you know a lot of NFL players. One of the ways they're measured by how good they are is 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 not obviously championships and things like that, but I think the Pro Bowl is one of those those accolades um so no I, I think they should keep it i don't see a real problem with it um i mean the only issue that I, I can think of at this moment is like let's say somebody gets hurt and it's a career-ending injury they get hurt in a game that doesn't really mean anything so that's obviously a a, a, a drawback but no I, I i don't have an issue with the pro bowl if i was an nfl player and i was good enough to be in the pro bowl and i wasn't in the super bowl that year i'd want to go um, but yeah, that's just kind of where I'm going to leave it.
1: Okay. Brian, what do you think? Honestly, I wouldn't be against them just getting rid of it. I mean, the players, I mean, when you watch it, they're not going hundred percent because of injuries. I mean, they don't want to go into a game that doesn't matter, get hurt, miss next season or, you know, whatever happens. So you'll what? see a lot of times where they just don't try that hard, which I'm not blaming them by far and away but it's just, it's not anything that I'm really interested in. I understand it's a big honor to be, you know, selected for that, but it just, you know, kind of seems pointless to me sometimes.
0: Yeah, I, I'd agree. I mean, you just look at the effort, the effort's not there. Um, obviously rightfully so. You don't want, you know, a star player getting a torn ACL in a game that doesn't matter. And then they miss all of next season. Um, now I, I think, that, you know, no one really watches the pro bowl except for john uh, <laughs> uh, the, the the ratings for it have been bad um, players seem to find every excuse to skip out i i would much much rather them honestly just replace it with just a giant madden tournament or yeah. just some, something more interesting cuz that um, i don't i think i think watching nfl players play madden would be pretty pretty interesting you know they'd be trying too <laughs>
2: I with that TV show, uh, Madden Nation, you ever watched that?
0: Oh, yeah, I remember that show.
2: I wish they kept it on. I'd watch it. I wish they'd bring it back. They haven't brought it back since like Madden 09.
0: Yeah, those were, those were the days. Those were the days. But moving on to third down, going to break down championship weekend. We had two absolutely amazing games um it seems like every game this playoffs has come down to last second field goals (laughs) um which again just which again happened of course in the championship games what did you guys take away from this week was there any games in particular that jumped out at you anything in particular let's start with the Chiefs and the Bengals game what what did you guys think of that
1: um I think our Arguably the defining moment of that game was last play before the before halftime. The Chiefs are in the red zone. They could have gone for a field goal. They didn't. They couldn't get out of bounds and they ran out of time. And those points definitely came back to bite them. Yeah. Is there anything else you took away from that? Invest in a good kicker. Very valuable.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's that's true.
1: john
2: what about you i'm gonna be honest i'm just in so i'm in just this disbelief that the Bengals are in the super bowl like i every time i count them out they they prove me wrong so i um i don't i didn't pick them for the super bowl to win it but it would not surprise me it it would surprise me but if they won it against the rams uh, yeah I don't. I don't know. I mean, I'm just. I. I I'm almost like I was. At, I was going to McDonald's tonight, and I'm sitting in the car waiting for my food, and I'm just like, man, I just. I cannot believe that the Bengals are in the Super Bowl. It's just. I'm just. I, I'm like. Like I said, I'm, I'm. I'm like speechless.
0: Yeah, I mean, their their whole motto this whole season has been, "Why not us?" Yeah, I mean, How like the many whole-
2: games did they win last year? Was uh, they win like three games in one tie or two games in one tie?
0: I think it was. I think it was four. I think they won four games last year.
2: I don't. Th- I haven't looked that up. I don't think that's right.
1: Hold on. It might be the. They like had a, a tie in there.
2: I know they had a tie, so they were like two wins and a tie, or three wins and a tie. Um, you know what that reminds me of? Like if you ever go on, and like watch the top ten on the NFL Network, they talk about team turnarounds. This year, even though it's an older show, it's already been taped. They gotta be in the top ten biggest turnaround from one year to the next. I would think. I know oh, you gotta put them
0: up there. So yeah, yeah so I
2: mean
0: last year the Bengals were four, four eleven and one.
2: Okay, they did win four. Finished,
0: eight. finished last in the division and they come back this year, finished top of the division, and they're in the Super Bowl.
2: Yeah. That's absolutely. Just, it's just just incredible. It's absolutely incredible.
0: I think the biggest thing that I took away from the AFC Championship is just the the difference in play in the Chiefs between the first half and the second half. I mean, you look at the first half; they were rolling. They came out head full of steam. They put up what twenty one points yeah. in the first half. They were up twenty one three at one point. It looked like they were, yeah, it looked like they were just going to cruise to a, a easy victory, and you know, Mahomes comes out in the second half, throws two picks, has a fumble. I think at one point it was like halfway through the third quarter, and he only had like 40 passing yards in the in the entire quarter. It it just seemed like they they their offense just shut down, and it, it seemed like the whole team really shut down because then the, then the Bengals just caught fire, and obviously they came back and won. But I don't know what happened. I don't know what led to this you know collapse. But I, I think. That's something that needs to be addressed in, in the offseason for the team. They need to find out what went wrong because you, you don't really see collapses like that often, especially with a team that's as good as the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes, who's arguably the best quarterback in the league. You got you know some of the best wide receivers and the best tight end in the league. The, the, a collapse like that should not have happened. So I, I think going forward, they need to find out what the hell happened and try their best to avoid that happening again. Moving on to the NFC Championship
1: game. Is there anything that stuck out to you guys about that? Brian, we'll start with you on this one. You got to make those interceptions count. You got to catch the ball. because uh, I forget what the player name, player's name was, but the uh, 49ers uh, player that dropped the interception that came straight to him, I mean, he's going to regret that for a long time.
0: Oh, yeah. That's, that's
1: definitely going to stick with him the rest of his career.
0: Yeah, but... Yeah, I I feel bad for a guy for that guy. Yeah.
1: Is there anything else you took away from that game? Um, defense can really make a difference because that was, you know, a game where two really good defenses went up against each other. John, what about you?
2: Uh I was kind of I don't know what his stats were. Cooper Cup dropped a couple of balls that he should have caught. I mean, he's the probably the best receiver in the NFL this year, and there were some uh, some easy catches he just he just dropped them. That's kind of where I take, that's what I take away from it.
0: Okay. I I took a couple of things away from this game. One, Matt Stafford has validated my position that he's an elite level quarterback. <laughs> I've been mm-hmm. a, a Matt Stafford defender for the last couple of years. Um, I've been saying that he's a really good to elite quarterback. He's just been stuck in Detroit. Um, yeah. He, he, he showed that this year because he he played great in the regular season and he's looked amazing in the playoffs. He makes big plays when they need it. Um he's coming up clutch and he's really justifying the trade that they made in the offseason to go get him. Um every, I think some people kind of criticized they kind of looked at it like why would you make that? He's he's showing now why they made that trade cuz he he's the quarterback that they needed to kind of get them over the hump because Jared Goff just wasn't wasn't cutting it. The other thing that I I took away from this is Debo is probably the best dual threat player in in the league. I mean, you look at what he can do um, in in the wide receiver position, you look at what he can do out of the backfield as a running back, there's no one else like him in the league. And I I think going forward, the 49ers in a good situation with their run game with Debo and Eliza Mitchell, hopefully Trey Lance can can fill into um, Jimmy Garoppolo's shoes and kind of get them over the hump because I think they're close too. I think they're just one or two pieces away. That defense is solid. They're a young team. They're a youngish team. I, I think the future is bright with with the 49ers. Moving on to fourth down. So the Super Bowl is finally set between the Rams and the Bengals. How do you guys see that game playing out? It's not really the matchup that anyone really predicted coming into the season, but it's what we got. So what do you guys what do you guys think of this game? And how do you guys
1: see it playing out? We'll start with Brian. Um, it's weird saying this as a Browns fan, but I really kind of want to see the Bengals win it. But I think it's it, – I think I said this last week about the AFC game is it's a two high-offense teams playing against each other. It's going to be a – which defense can stop them. And uh the biggest kind of mismatch I'm seeing here is uh the Bengals' O-line versus the Rams' defensive front. Is, mm-hmm. um, I think – the key to victory for the Bengals is Joe Burrow is going to have to get that ball off quick. Jamar Chase is going to have to get separation quick because, you know, Aaron Donald is not going to give them much time before he gets to the quarterback. Or Von but Miller. I, yeah, that's true. I keep forgetting about him. <laughs> um, I think I got – I got the Rams winning, and I'm going to go ahead and say buy a field goal because it seems like every game in the in the playoffs <laughs> is by a field goal. And I'm going to say probably 24-21.
0: Okay. John, do you have a playing out the same way, a last-second field goal to win it?
2: Yeah, I think it's going to be a close game, either by a touchdown or a field goal. I think the Rams are going to win it. Well, I say that now, two weeks from now, the Rams will lose. Uh, <laughs> but – because you just you can't count the Bengals out. I think they have to pressure Joe Burrow, which I think they can do. And I think whoever who's covering Jamar Chase, they got uh, Jalen Ramsey, on um, the Rams' best corner in the league, arguably. I think he shuts down Jamar Chase for whatever leading receiver the Bengals have. And I think it's going to be a close game. I really do. I don't think it's going to be a shootout. I don't think either one of the teams are going to – kill the other one. I think it's going to be like a touchdown or three point victory by the Rams, just because I think the Rams have more of a complete team. Uh, and I think, I think they're going to pressure Joe Burrow. And I, I think they're going to really, really put some heat on that offense.
0: Yeah, uh, this is, this is tough. Cause I, I agree with both you guys. I think I, I do agree that there's a big um, kind of mismatch between the Bengals O-line and the, and the Rams defensive line, but I don't know. My head tells me pick the Rams, but I don't know. There's something about this Bengals team. You just, you just can't count them out. And every time that you do count them out, you blink your eyes and boom, the game is tied and McPherson's kicking a game winning field goal. So I don't know. I I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be an amazing game because you got two absolutely amazing offenses. You got, you know, the Rams defense, that's, one of the best in the league. you got the Bengals defense that's pretty solid. I think this is going to be an amazing game. I, I think, again, it's going to be a last-second field goal. Um, I, I'm going to go with the Bengals in this one. Kind of go against the grain. I'll go with the upset. Again, it's just something about this team that they, they always just – they find a way to win. And, it, it, you know, when their win percentage is, is real low and everyone's, you know, about to count them out, they just – find a way to win. So I think that's gonna I think that's gonna continue. And I think for the first time in our lifetimes so the Lombardi trophy is coming to Ohio. Unfortunately for the team that we don't root for, but hey, yeah. at least it's an Ohio team. Well, moving on to the final topic, our two point conversion. So everyone always has one player or um position group that they're looking out for. What's one player that you guys are watching out for in the Super Bowl this week or not this week in two weeks from now. Well we'll start with John. Matthew Stafford,
2: you, you know, sometimes that's all you need. You just need to go on a different team and you can be successful. Uh, I think that's the case with OBJ. I think that's definitely the case with Matthew Stafford, but I think this is a guy that's uh, Matthew Stafford. That is, that's who's been with a really bad team for a number of years. And I, I think just the guy's hungry. You know, I, I think he's on the right team right now. Um, and I, I think he's gonna have a fire burning inside of him that's you know gonna propel the Rams to win the Super Bowl. Um I will make a comment about OBJ. I don't think he stays with the Rams for very long. Uh, he he kind of reminds me of like a Terrell Owens situation. I mean, Terrell was with the Rams, not the Rams, uh, the, the Cowboys, the Eagles, the um he was with this uh Seattle towards the end of his career. He was with the Cincinnati Bengals uh with the 49ers i think he, as far as as far as uh terrell owens kind of has the same kind of personality traits as obj he's a diva thinks about himself constantly you know you know wants the ball um uh, maybe he has a lot of uh, locker room issues and, and so i don't see him just as a side note i don't see odell with the team very long maybe another year i think he's going to go to uh, he's going to travel to a variety of different teams just because of, you know, who he is as a person.
1: Uh, Brian, what about you? Uh, I'm going to the Rams, but I'm going on the other side of the ball. We already talked about him. Uh Aaron Donald, I mean, the man is a is a wrecking ball, and he's going up against a underachieving O-line. And as you mentioned, I always forget Von Miller is with the Rams. and I keep thinking he's with the Broncos. But <laughs> just having those two guys on that field – and just how Aaron Donald plays, I want to see how many sacks he gets, how many tackles for a loss he gets, and I just think the guy is going to be an absolute disrupting factor for that Bengals offense.
0: Now, I, I was going to go with Stafford um, just to see how he finally handles being in in the Super Bowl, finally after 13 years getting to the big game, I want to see how he handles the pressure, but I'm I'm more interested to see how Joe Burrow handles the pressure. Yeah, it's second, it's his second year in the league. This was his first full year as a starter because he missed most of his rookie year with that knee injury. You know, com- coming back from that that knee injury and play how he has all season. You know, lead this team to the Super Bowl. I want to see how, how I want to see how he handles. The biggest spotlight on him, you know, he's had a spotlight on him all season. You know, obviously with the playoffs and all that, but the Super Bowls is a is a different animal. So I want to see if and I want to see if he can continue to, you know, just answer the call. I want to see if he can handle the pressure as he has all season. And you know, that's what I'll be watching out for. Yeah, go ahead, John.
2: I got a quick question for you and for Brian. Uh, A few years ago, it might have been 2016 or something. Uh, the 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 um the Patriots faced the Rams a few year four maybe five years ago in the Super Bowl and they shut down Aaron Donald. Do you, you see the same thing happening with the Bengals? Do you see the Bengals shutting down Aaron Donald and Von Miller like the Patriots did when the last time they faced the or last time the Rams were in the Super Bowl? Or do you not see them shutting down? You just, or do you just see Aaron Donald just wreaking havoc? Like,
1: I think that was 28, the 2018 season, and I just don't yeah. because I, – I, I don't
2: know what it was. I just got to look it up.
1: It's a, two very different O-lines. I mean, the Bengals really have struggled with O-line. I think that's the main thing they're going into the offseason trying to fix. And Patriots, if I remember right, they had a really solid O-line that year. So, I just – I don't see them shutting both guys down <laughs>
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'd agree. I
0: just, the talent that the Patriots had on the offensive line compared to what the Bengals have now is, is night and day. Um, you look at against the Titans, they gave up nine sacks and you know, their their defensive line pales in comparison to what the Rams have. I, I think the, I think the Bengals offensive line is going to struggle um, going into the Super Bowl, but um, going off of my prediction, I I do think that Joe Burrow is going to answer the call and, I think the Bengals will still win because um, he's shown that he can handle getting sacked nine times and still come back and win. Mm-hmm.
2: And I'll be in disbelief again if they win.
0: <laughs> I, I think the entire football world will be in disbelief if they win. But Moving on to the final topic, our much-loved trivia question. This week's trivia question is, what player led the NFL with 27 rushing touchdowns in 2003?
2: Oh, uh, LaDainian Thomason? Nope. Ah,
0: I don't know. Nope. That, that very good guess. Very good
1: guess. I don't well, know. Was it a Packers player? No. Dang it. All right. I got nothing. You got nothing? 27
2: no. touchdowns? That's a ton. That's a yep.
0: Hole. In 2003, running back Priest Holmes led the league with 27 rushing touchdowns. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, talk talk about a blast from the past name that I haven't heard in years. Pre-small, was he with the Chiefs? Right? Yep, yep. He was with the Kansas City Chiefs.
2: I, I thought I thought it was Ladainian Thomas, and I really did. He had one year yeah. but he had he had like twenty something touchdowns.
0: Ladainian Thomas. I can't remember what year it was. I th- I think it was I want to say two thousand seven,
2: something um, like that, or six yeah, or guys, five.
0: You know, let let me know if I'm I'm correct on that, but I want to say two thousand seven, but. Um, I remember as a kid, Priest Holmes was always one of the best running backs in the league. I totally forgot that he had 27 rushing touchdowns in 2003. But yeah, there we go. That's the trivia question for this week. But as always, want to thank you guys for coming on. Um, always a good discussion with you guys. Can't wait to see if our uh, predictions come true in the Super Bowl. But only time will tell. But as always. Thank you for listening. We are Deep Dive Sports. Thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of Two Minute Drill. And make sure
2: to follow the show on Instagram at Two Minute Drill Podcast, D -D
0: Don't forget to follow deep.dive.sports on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can listen to all of our shows wherever you get your podcasts. Also, comment on all our posts and episodes
1: we would love to hear what you think about the show and what we
0: talk about each week and as always two minute drill listeners until next time